sing it, Owl City. Preach it. The rest of our lives. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. This is the Bonfire Podcast. And how do you know that? Well, probably because I'm telling you right now that this is indeed the Bonfire Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for choosing to tune in. It is 2016, finally. It is a fantastic year. I can't wait for all the promise and all the the travels and the memories and honestly, the work. I am looking forward to everything this year. It is going to be our year, as Owl City so elegantly put it in his song, Verge, as we just bumped in with. And I chose that specifically because in this first podcast of 2016, I think the bonfire is on the verge of something. I also wanted to share in this pod what something we should all do this year it was what yeah i came up with kind of i just called it the bonfire challenge you know wait wait the bonfire challenge really about personal discovery like thinking do you know yourself do you actually understand who you are do you have an idea of who you are the things you do why you do them the choices you make do you have any inclination as to why, any indication <laughs> there, any indication why you do the things that you do. That is what I wrote up on the Bonfire website, bonfirethoughts.com, called the 2016 Bonfire Challenge. And it's real basic. Basically, it is the year of personal discovery. It is a year of, I think, it's going to be great growth and you know success for Bonfire this year. I just have a good feeling. It's going to be monumental (laughs) if I do say so myself but more importantly the personal uh, growth and success of everybody who uh, who's listening right now or who visits the website I suggested on this uh, piece that I wrote real short I just said you know what here's what we need to do in 2016 I believe it is a lifelong endeavor to you know, slowly discover who we are. I'm not trying to get too philosophical here or <laughs> or preachy, but I can honestly say 2015 was a huge year of growth for me personally. Things I had to deal with in my personal life, things I had to deal with at work, things in family, all the above. And we all do that. We all have our own battles. We're all, you know, fighting our own wars personal, work, family, what have you, relationships. So let's make 2016 more about who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you sure as hell are not going to understand someone else. I think that is a bit too much to ask to say, hey, uh, are you, oh, so you're in a relationship. Okay, well, how do you work with your coworkers? How do you get along with your family? You say, oh, I know them. It's okay, well, how about yourself? Do you know what kind of personality type you are? What are your the inclinations that you have, you know, what are you prone to do? If you don't even know that, I would argue you have no business trying to understand someone else. Because who are you going to know better than yourself? No one. You're with yourself 24-7. So you, you better 
damn well know what you are and who you are. And I suggested here in this article to check the, you know, the typical Myers-Briggs personality type quiz. And, you know, those are, those are the four letters. Maybe some of you have seen occasionally. There's like ENFP, ISTJ, INFP. I don't know. So there's, I think, 16 different variations. And that is simply a tool to help you make sense of who you are. By no means is it the end-all be-all. Like, oh, I fit perfectly with this. I am pigeonholed into this personality type. That is exactly who I am, and I'm never going to break out of it, and that's my excuse, you know? So if anybody asks, hey, what's your problem? Well, it's because I'm, I'm an ISTJ. No, 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 no. It is just to help guide you and help you make sense of, like, ooh, that's why I, I guess I'm prone to doing this, or I'm inclined to think this way. That's just who I am. And that goes along the same lines as your temperament. You know, it's the... Uh, I think it was the four, oh, what's it called? Hmm. The four fluids, the four liquids. There's something in ancient, you know, Greek or Roman um, mythology, I guess you would say. And so, you know, there's sanguine, choleric, and the other two, phlegmatic, and the final one is melancholic. So, of those four types, which one is your primary one, and then your secondary one. So I personally am a sanguine choleric, as far as I'm concerned. What does that mean? That means I enjoy life. I try to live in the moment, but the choleric side of me, which is secondary, likes to take control, likes to be in charge, and likes to be organized. So the sanguine, which is my primary one, I'm the one who wants to you know, toss caution to the wind and say, yeah, screw it go with it. I don't care. I don't need to think through it. Let's just react in the moment. Let's uh, spend our money traveling. Let's spend it on food and experiences. Let's do that. And let's be spontaneous. Let's just go for it. It's about trying to be fun. And, uh, you know, half the time, I know I'm not in a good mood. Half the time, I think, ooh, I'm just really tired. I don't feel, for lack of a better word, bubbly. I don't feel like I'm a happy person. That would be the choleric side of me. Maybe melancholic? I don't know. See, these are the questions that when you start reading some of these things, you think, you know what, what the heck am I? I don't know. I mean, based off of these theories and these approaches that these people or civilizations come up with, you can think, okay, well, do I fit into any of these? Um, I've also called myself an ambivert as opposed to an extrovert or an introvert. What's the difference? An ambivert is right in the middle. Someone who likes to socialize but also absolutely needs his private time. Who needs to be by himself so he can watch a little TV and veg out and not talk to someone. <sighs> so, yes, I'm getting a little worked up here. And it's, oh my god, it's hot in this room. I They turned off the AC here or something. Woo! Man, it's hot. All right. And then, oh, and importantly, I forgot about this one. The five love languages. A uh, good friend of mine introduced me to these uh, to this book and this concept earlier in 2015 and uh, I read the book and thought wow I, I've never heard of these before and that's what I like to do is uh, learning all these new theories or approaches to helping identify yourself and like I said these are not so you can fit nicely into some little classification we're human beings of course we can go above and beyond and we do any sort of label you know you, we're, we're more than the sum of our parts. I'm not just a white male uh, TV producer. You know, there's more to me than the, what I do, where I was born, what my personality type may be. It's all inclusive, and then there's the X factor, and then your your spiritual life, etc. You know, so, so many different things. 
but the five love languages would be, if I remember correctly, quality time, acts of service, shoot. <laughs> oh, wait, let me click on it. Let me just click on it, because I put the links in my own article, because, hey, if you didn't know these things, of course you're going to click on it, because it's going to pique your interest. And if you're like me, who's an idiot and forgets these things, I had to click on it anyway. Words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So, love languages, what does that mean? That means these are the five supposed breakdowns from this uh, writer, Gary Chapman, who says, hey, these are the five ways human beings prefer to give and receive love. This is how you know if you're uh, a loved individual, and this is how you can show love to someone else. The whole uh, idea is you have a primary language, and then a Oh, and then the second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth. So you you use all five. Not like the temperament that has four, choleric, melancholic, phlegmatic, and sanguine. And it's just two of those. Five love languages is all five, but they're ordered in uh, as far as importance to you. So for example, me. To feel that I am loved by someone, I place two at the front. And that's, um, he puts, Gary Chapman here explains that that means you are a bilingual, something like that. Just to say, yeah, this person needs both of these, actually. Not just one, but both of these as his number one choice. For me, that is quality time and words of affirmation. So, for example, if you spend time with me and you say, hey, you know, you did a great job today. Or, you know what, I'm so proud of you. Um, good work. Or, hey, I read that article and I was actually really impressed and I learned blah, 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 blah. I'd say, oh, thank you. You know, that's just words of affirmation. You'd say, thank you. You're affirming what I've done. You're affirming who I am. And you're spending time with me. I like it. I feel loved. I feel appreciated. So that's how it works. And then three, I guess, would be physical touch. Four is acts of service. And then five, receiving gifts. So if you're the type of person out there who, when you receive a gift, you feel loved, I could not be any further from that. You could buy me a car, and I'd say, ooh, okay, well, it's a nice car, but I certainly do not take that as a sign that I am loved by you. So buying me stuff doesn't tell me that you love me. There you go. So sort of the breakdown. There's a whole book. Actually, there, I think there are several books involving these love languages and how they're meant for either single people, married people, or people from the military. He, like really breaks it down to all these different uh, classifications and groups. And wherever wherever you are in life, he tries to help you out with that. So I, it, it was interesting. It piqued my interest. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I think I can fall in line with some of these concepts and help learn about myself. So there you go. There's the five love languages, the Myers-Briggs personality test. So, excuse me, I am an ENFP. And then for your temperament, I would say a sanguine choleric. That's just my opinion but of course personalities do change people mature over time or at least most do and you know like i said we're more than just labels so over time you can say well at one point i was this but now i'm that seemingly because my attitude has been like this for the past few years i've experienced that myself 2015 i was a certain way and in 2012 i was another way so between the time i graduated college to now years after college i can tell i'm a different person and I think that's just by growing up and by experiencing all the different things that life can throw at you. So that was the that's the bonfire challenge that, I, like I said, it's up on the website, bonfirethoughts.com. And I challenge anybody who hears this or reads that to 
look inside yourself this year and think, do I, do I know me? Why do I prefer to go home and read a book rather than go out? Why do I value spending time with people versus them buying me stuff? Why am I seemingly a go-getter and then the other half of the time I seem lethargic and apathetic? Whatever. All those questions, you just look back at yourself and think, well, who am I? What the heck am I? Why do I do these things? It's simply meant to discover and learn more about yourself because once you have a solid grasp of who you are, then I argue you can actually get to know other people. And that's where, you know, life is greatest. You get to share it with other people. We're not meant to be hermits. Of course, there are those people out there. But most of humanity is not supposed to just be singled out, be solitary, and run away from everybody. We're social creatures, okay? So when you get yourself all figured out, then you can go out into the world, into society, into your job, into your family, and understand where they're coming from. And then you'll know who you are and where you're coming from. And then hopefully, we can all get along and have a great time, okay? We only have so many years on this planet. Why not make them great? Why not make them enjoyable? I believe it starts with knowing who the hell you are. So think about it. Simple challenge. I'm not getting super specific. It's not like, oh, by January, you need to be doing this. And by March, I expect... No, 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 no. That's It's up to you. You go at your own pace. And hell, you could maybe read all this material in two weeks. And then you're like, hey, you know what? I have a better idea of who I am. And it's only January 18th. Whatever. If, if at some point in 2016, you've remembered this, this hey, self-discovery. I'm looking inside. Who am I? What's my personality type? What am I inclined to do? All the above then I can say, okay, I've done my job. I want everybody to know who they are and how they can peacefully and happily work with others and live with others. Because if we can do that, a lot of problems can be solved, I think, you know, just in the day-to-day. So, well, literally, that is it. That is all I have to say. This is a nice, short podcast for the first one of 2016. I am very optimistic about the coming year and everything that it has for me personally for my growth my learning everything i'd like to do this year travel read see more movies like oh what's coming on there's the captain america silver war there's then of course the star wars rogue one i think that's what it's called next december that's a ways away and let's see uh oh the superman movie superman batman superman versus batman I'll, i'll go see it I'm not expecting something super, you know, philosophical and just impressive and it just blows away all expectations. No, but I'll be entertained, I feel. So, you know, good movies this year. Hopefully I get some more reading done. I'd like to work out more. You know, so we all have those resolutions. Oh, I need to work out more. I need to do this. Well, great. Do what you need to do. Shoot for the stars and build yourself slowly in baby steps up to that point. Don't go too high. Because then you'll just demotivate yourself. So look inside, see who you are, take it bit by bit, and kind of watch yourself as you go through the day-to-day. Like, okay, so this morning when I woke up, I did this. Well, I wonder what that means. How does that fit in with this proposed theory? Oh, okay, maybe it works there. Okay, well, what does that guy over there have to say? Okay, well, maybe if I read here, oh, it says this. Okay, well, that's interesting. Just to get you thinking. Just to get you thinking. All right, well, it is the end of the podcast. And so, that means song in my head. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, this is, uh, this is an oldie. Oldie for me. I'm only 26. 
but still. I was watching a certain movie the other day that was based off of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. And that is all I'm going to say. I'm not going to name the movie because, you know, I, I just don't want to. I, I really don't. So, <laughs> I mean, you guys are going to hear this song and you're going to think, oh, God, Ugh, are you kidding me? Well, hey, if this ain't high school, then I don't know what is. So there it is. All American Rejects. Move along. Wow. <laughs> so high school. Go ahead as you waste your days with <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to the Bonfire Podcast here, the first one of 2016. I encourage everybody, please, 2016, make it about self-discovery. Figure out who you are. That way we can all get along with one another. Then you can expect to understand other people. Understand yourself first. This is Andrew Herzog. I thank you for tuning in. And here is to an awesome 2016. Let's do this. Adios. Adios.